Welcome to another episode of Crash Chords Autographs. I, of course, am Matt, a.k.a. Stormageddon. And before we get to this week's guest, I, of course, want to thank my patrons who support me at the $5 level and get a shout-out at the beginning of every episode. So thank you, MJ, Case, Rob, and Robert. If you'd like to get a shout-out at the start of the show, you can go to patreon.com slash Stormageddon. Any level is great and an awesome way to help support me. If you don't want a shout-out and you just want to jump in at the $1 or $3 level, you still get some other rewards like exclusive audio content and a bunch of other things. So go ahead and check that out on to this week's guest which is rex halligan he is a delightful human who i love with my whole heart he is a stage kitten burlesque performer entertainer bunny overlord and more we chat about his nerdiness his love of old school rock music how he got into the burlesque scene and a ton of other great stuff so without any further ado please enjoy this episode of me and the incredible rex halligan Like I'm just gonna put the mic towards you and yell. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, sorry, I'm, that, I'm, that's usually I'm how very quiet. <laughs> that's usually how it goes for me too. I usually project um, um, the guest who I recorded yesterday, but is actually gonna come out after you. Um, she's also a podcaster, and so like I put it closer to her first, and I was like, oh, I don't have to do that with you. Yeah, yeah. You know how to project. Um, so thank you for agreeing to do the show, Rex. I'm really happy to have you on. Thanks for having me. Um, I've known you for a while now. We met through the burlesque scene, uh, uh, ne- being big nerds who had a lot in common, <laughs> often talking about music. And um, over the years, you've become a performer yourself. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you, actually, is how that transition went. Because, I mean, you were a fan of burlesque for a while. You also are a very attractive man. And so... <laughs> The shift to burlesque seems pretty natural, but uh, oh, what no. Kind of... no, 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 no! I'll fight you on that. Oh, really? Is it not? It's still not. It's still it's, it's the most unnatural thing I've ever done, which is why I do it. It's is it just that you want to challenge yourself like that? Absolutely. That's, well, I mean, that's, that's exactly. It's the hardest fucking thing. Oh, can I? Yes, you okay, can curse. So. You're fine. You're good. You're good. Um, it's uh, it's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Like, it's terrifying. It's. I mean, but I guess that's the fun of it, right? If you like taking risks. I don't like taking risks, but uh, uh, it's just, I feel like it's good for me. Okay, well, that's, like, you know, it's, that makes it's, sense. It's the, what is it, the, you uh, you regret all the things you didn't do, not the things that you did, mm. you know, so so I was like, okay, let me, this is awful, let me try this. <laughs> and so you started out as a stage panther, stage kitten, whatever kitten, the term kitten, we're kitten, choosing kitten, to kitten. use. I use kitten. Oh, you prefer kitten? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, that's right, you did mention yes. that on Victor's show. Yeah. Shout out to Victor Devon. Hey, what's up, man? Um, <laughs> um, yeah, mil- militant kitten. <laughs> hey, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll stick to it then. But so you started doing that first, but I know you did an act pretty early on yeah. based on your day yeah, job. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, which I don't do anymore. I, I need to, I need to rework it. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe we'll bring it back. Um, yeah. So the plan was for me to do an act. Right. You know, um, basically it spun off of Halloween. Right. Like, you know, like Halloween costumes and everything. It's like, well, you should really, you should do this. Right. And it's like, but, but I would need to dance. And then <laughs> the funniest thing is everyone's like, no, you don't need to dance. No, so dancing people, is so, not required. So many people don't dance. And then it's like, look at them. And it's like, we, they're fucking dancing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what do you call that? Like, That's movement on stage. That looks like a um, damn dance to me. Yeah. So <laughs> arguments aside. Um, <laughs> so it's like, all right, cool. Um, let us know when you're ready. And I started working with some good people. Mm-hmm. And then it came up of like, 
all right, we, we have an idea for a show, you know, and, and like we want female hosts and male kittens and we'll flip it, you know, mm-hmm. like which it's been done, but it's not done often. And right. It's not done for outside. Sure. Of, I almost use like outside of the male gaze, but let's right. like everything's in the male gaze. Like even <laughs> that like, is also like true. gay shows, uh, uh, burlesque shows, uh, everything is, you know, Hollywood, literally culture is built on the male gaze. Yeah. Even, even Magic Mike is built Oh, it, for sure. It, it's it's still the male gaze, just a, it's a female point of view on a male gaze. Like, right, it's still exactly. All the, so anyway, yeah. So it was, we'll, we'll do female MCs, male kitten, uh, and work you in there and kind of like turn the objectification around. And, and it's, I was like, all right, cool. This sounds fun. It's also, I don't have to dance. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, all right, one, one strike down. Like, <laughs> and, and so I, I did that. I did that for like two months. And then it was... I, I started, you know, I did my one performance and it wasn't great. Um, some people got it. Some people didn't get it. It was cheesecake for if you wanted to be cheesecake. So it was like, cool, I right. have a safety net. Right, um, sure. <laughs> like, leave the psychological trauma. Just look at, look at the, you know, fireman shit. Right. <laughs> sure, yeah. So, but it, I'm not in love with it because... It's yeah. It was your first thing is, is usually terrible, right? Well, right. <laughs> You're nobody's good at something. The, the well, that's not true. There yeah, are tons there, of people are, who are good yeah. instantly, but the that artists hurts. who really, <laughs> but the artists who have to work at it, like they do have to do it multiple times. Um, but what I've I've noticed a lot, and a lot of people are very complimentary about when you are a kitten, how on on it you are, how responsive you are, how serious you take the responsibility. Like I've talked with Veronica Viper at length about how great her. you are. She's hey, amazing. Hey, Veronica. She's. <laughs> I don't know if Veronica listens, though. I, I do need to have her on the show at some point. Um, but yeah, she always uh, talked very highly about your kitten work for Wormwood and stuff. Which I completely felt ass backwards into. I was, <laughs> really? I think I showed up to the. It was. It was actually I think the first show. Uh huh. Um, at Bazaar, and I was just like, oh. I have a free night. I don't know what I'm doing. And, and I looked and it was a pretty good lineup. I was like, right. cool, I'll, I'll check this out. I haven't been to Bazaar. I haven't been to Wormwood. I don't know who any of these other people are. But it's like, I know three performers and they're, they're good. <laughs> um, so it's worth my time going, right. going to Bushwick. Um, and uh, I think I won the raffle. And it was oh, that's just the, right! You did. I forgot about that. And like, literally, got called out. Like, yeah. here's your whole life story. I know you. It's <laughs> like, okay, this is kind of awkward for me. Um, and then, like, got a text, like, or you know, a, a, a DM, and it was just like, "Want you in the show?" And so I, I think I did that until you know they they closed. Yeah, the, the show. Or, yeah, or well, went, I think- on, went on. Hiatus. Yeah. yeah, they'll be back eventually. Ver- Veronica um, assures me. Um, but yeah, their last show I think was last November, if I remember correctly. That sounds correctly. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so um, s- since then, I know you've uh, also kitten for a white elephant. You've worked with Wasabasco in the past. You've worked with a bunch of different companies. Um, was the was there ever a plan of how to spread? the work that you're doing or did it just kind of happen by happenstance uh it's all everything i do is by happen happenstance because i'm <laughs> i'm bad on on selling myself and and hitting up for gigs so any gig i've gotten has been 
people reaching out to me. Oh, really? Because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm terrified and I don't have a big body of work. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, but you get a bigger body of work by doing this right. stuff. Right, I know. No, it's like it's the underpants gnome. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's that odd penultimate question mark. Yeah, that yeah. question mark, question mark, then profit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm with Members Only Boylesque now. Oh, that's um, awesome. It's right. It's just a, a, an amazing crew. Mm-hmm. Like, how the fuck did I wind up there? <laughs> um, yeah. But even that, that was you know Milo and Twinkie just reaching out to me like hey doing a show at you know Lori Beachman it's like oh okay <laughs> um, and you know and uh, oh I, I uh, performed in Asbury Park which was amazing oh neat uh, as a as a you know tri-state area punk kid yes. from the early two thousands Asbury Park as a, as a special place oh yeah for sure and, and it's weird going down twenty years later and just being like oh it's 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 different now it's yeah. all like there's you know. Probably much prettier than it it's, used to be. Yeah, it's it's now I finally know how like people that grew up in the village in the eighties. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like you're it's, adorable. You like this area yeah, now, but you didn't see it twenty yeah, years exactly, ago. Exactly, it's wonderful though now. It's like, yeah, I don't sure. I don't mean to, to throw shade at Asbury Park and and how it's it's changed. You know, because it's for the better. But for sure, it's not how I remember it. Yeah. Um. Um. So yeah. So I I got there just literally being in. Uh, dramedary at a burlesque show and oh that's right it's just yeah. like you know you're rex halligan we we have a show in 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 on valentine's day we want you it's like me what <laughs> um yeah dramedy dramedy is a great venue i'd never been there and then um i went um, um lucy buttons hired me to dj for one of their shows yeah and it's just it's a beautiful space that i never even knew existed yeah it's it's uh you know, I wouldn't be in that area if, if I wasn't seeking out a burlesque show. Right. There. Same. So it's not like you know a, a venue that you'd walk past that catches your eye. But no, it's it's a great little bar. Bar. I mean, but also <laughs> you're a little atypical from a lot of burlesque performers in the city because you're not actually in the city. Yeah, I'm a bridge and tunnel kid. Yeah, and so like ninety percent of the time, I'm guessing you're driving to your gigs, right? Uh, for the most part, yeah. It, it it depends. Certain boroughs are easy to get to. Others are a pain in the ass. Queens it's, is a pain in the ass for everyone. Well, if, if you live duh. in Queens, it's a pain in the ass for you to get other places in Queens. Right. I've I have heard... an ongoing war with, with the entire borough. <laughs> I've, I've heard that if you live in Queens, you love where you live, but everything else sucks. Like, yeah, no, you have that, to commute, and, and that's you're not fair. near anything, you're not near anyone else. They built it without any plans, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um... But when you're picking gigs or getting asked to do gigs, as the case may be, does the distance you have to travel affect it, or are you just happy to be in the show and be a part of it? Um, I, I, there's certain times when I'm just like, no, I'm not going to Staten Island. That's yeah. fair. I mean, as someone who grew up in Staten Island, I rarely yeah. want to go to Staten Island. Um, and, and yeah, there, there's there's certain places like I love Coney. Um. It Coney's a pain to get to. Well, for, yeah, because yeah. it's on the ass end of Brooklyn, is, and you're coming from the opposite it's direction. One, even if you're in Brooklyn, it's still far. Like where I not live, from it, where we are it, right it, now, it, and we're, we're yeah, we're actually we're not even that far south in Brooklyn. It's just your yeah. The Q line is right here and yeah, runs yeah. directly to yeah, Coney. You you have a main main line right there. But <laughs> yeah, like it, it's just if 
it's funny because people are like, well, you don't live in the city. And I'm just like, I'm closer to this venue than you are. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm sorry. You live in, you know, like East Flatbush. And like, I'm going to beat you home. Like, yeah, so it's, pretty it's much. It's funny because people are like. Well, that's also because we're competing with the MTA, which yeah. is usually a gamble. Good whether luck with you... that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if there's a gig I can drive to, I drive to I've it. I've heard of much. the G train. I've never actually seen <laughs> one. Like, funny, <laughs> most of us who actually want to take it barely see it too. So. So there's that. Um, what I'm curious about as you continue to perform and continue to grow your, try and work on growing your catalog, do you have any intention of doing any nerdlesque? Because I know you're a big nerd. Like you talked about how. What is a nerd now? I mean, I mean, like well, that's a good a, point. I'm, I'm sorry. There's like two two things I don't get. I, I don't mean to come on your show and ask you. Questions. No, no, please do. Um, okay, so you uh, there's nerd culture and gamer culture. Right. How how are those things in, in 2019? Like. Who isn't a nerd and who doesn't ha- has hasn't ever played games? Like, yeah, I guess the thing a is, a guy won won an Oscar for for playing the fucking Joker. <laughs> like, how is nerd culture still a thing? Like, I mean, I you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I it's, get... it's pop culture at this point. Yes, I mean, I guess part I mean, of it billion is billion dollar Marvel movies are there. Like, we just well, to... sure, but there are people who see the Marvel movies who aren't necessarily into the comics or any of the other material. But that's that's still a nerd thing. Like, you can ask, True. you can ask my like, you know jock older sister who like never read a comic book in her life uh-huh. the entire avengers backstory right now and she'll know it and she'll know it yeah <laughs> no you're right i guess i guess at the end of the day though a lot of those things are still rooted in nerdy things i mean then again i've always argued like sports are just as nerdy if you play fantasy football it's, it's dungeons D- and dragons with yeah yeah for jocks with, yeah. With, yeah it's it's <laughs> stats making fantasy teams building out you know Pretend right. scenarios. No, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, but I guess what I wanted to ask is because I know from your past you're into a lot of a huge. You have a huge uh, variety of music that you love, especially in the rock, heavy metal, punk area, and you're also into a lot of also early '90s rap. Also a, early yeah. '90s rap, yes. Um, but you also it was, it was really good. Come on, <laughs> there was there was a lot of good shit coming out then. Well, yes. Yeah. Well, also the thing about early '90s rap is that the artists who were making it were also really good and just starting to grow their brands. Some of those rappers are still around and aren't making the same quality and, of music. Yeah, or still are just uncertain. Like you can right. hear you can hear a RZA track. Yeah, and the first time you hear like a minor chord, you know, a minor key piano chord. Like you're like oh okay that's okay it. I know I know like, who this like, is and and that all started then like that was it was it was True. A, it was it was a good time <laughs> yes well I mean that's why I listen to more indie rap than than actual mainstream <laughs> rap these days because I know nothing against Drake like whatever he's got another set of issues besides his music but yeah. the fact that like I never liked his stuff was just it wasn't my taste like yeah, yeah. the hip hop I'm fond of just had a different feel yeah now it's pretty much run the jewels for me. And yes, Run the Jewels are great. <laughs> Buster Rhymes put out a track a couple of years ago that was pretty good, but yeah. there's still no sign of an album from him. Right, and yeah, I think he's doing well enough. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. But like Tribe Called Quest put out that album a couple of years ago that was like my Bible for yeah, a few years. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, there, I'm, I'm so out of music and then something gives me hope. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, that's why I listen to a lot of a lot more independent artists is because A, I'm closer to the 
because I've interviewed a lot of independent artists and then listened to their music, there's a connection to it yeah, besides right. just the music itself. Whereas if there are flaws or if there are things that, like, it's not my favorite thing, I may be more attached because I have a personal connection to it. Right. Either making some kind of connection through the podcast or whatever right. else. Which is how I am with a lot of burlesque. Like, yeah. you know, okay, I wouldn't be at this show, but I have a personal connection to a lot of these people, and now I'm enjoying it because I'm here. Right. You know, it got me in the door, and now I'm, yeah. Because I'm an introvert. There's tons of shows <laughs> that I've gone to where, like, the theme was like, eh, I don't know that I care, but then because I know the performers, I'll go. Yeah. Like, that's how I, I mean, I'm a fan of Twin Peaks, but, like, how I really got involved with with The Pink Room was I was a, I was sort of a fan of Twin Peaks, but I knew Francine the Lucid Dream, Shape of the Dark Lord, Bunny Buxom, all these performers, Minx yeah. Arcana. And so it's like, all right, well, it's an awesome lineup. I might as well go see what the right. show is. And then no, I and loved I, it. Yeah, and I've, I've done that with countless burlesque shows where yeah. it's like I have no idea what I'm going into but I know it's going to be good right yeah. well I think because also burlesque as someone now who's seen a lot of it and has been so a, much of it <laughs> and is a part of the industry you definitely like you know to trust the performer even if you don't know what the theme is or if you're going to know all of the performers like exactly. all it takes is a couple of good key performers to be like alright well if they're in this then the rest of it must be good right right nasty canasta could do anything in the world I'll yes. be like okay I'm, I'm front row Cosign, yes. Yeah, They're, every project I've been involved with with her or gone to to watch that she's done is because it's her. Like, right. I love everyone who's been involved in any of those shows that I've DJed for Dent Nasty, but the reason I did those shows is because they were nasty shows. Like, right. I was always excited to do them because she was And the funny thing is, like, them. her and I, like, we're, we're both, you know, I guess we're going to use the term nerd. Yes. Um, yeah, so we're both huge nerds with absolutely no overlap. Yes. Like, there's no Venn diagram for me and Nasty. Like, it's like, oh, you're into that? Okay, I've never heard of that. <laughs> but I think it's the, the understanding of each other's passion that allows right. you to work well together regardless of there being no overlap. Right. Which makes sense. Like, m my favorite thing about us is that our overlap pretty much, I think, stops at the end of the 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, like, we have fair. some, we no, have some concurrent overlap. But for the most part, where we overlap the hardest is the 90s because yeah. we grew up in similar scenes, listening to similar music, playing similar video games. Right. Um, which I think is really, really and, and, fun and, for and me. It's funny, like the, the burlesque scene now, what I like about it is it kind of reminds me of the early 2000s New York. Yes. You know, I, I want to say New York hardcore scene, but that's not correct because it was yeah. dead by then. Yeah, that's it, true. What, 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 what came after that there's no word for? Right. Or you could call it like post-hardcore, which I fucking hate because post-everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, know, what, what, what does that, that even yeah, mean? Exactly. It's, like, <laughs> it's a placeholder post-anything right, right. as a but genre. It's like what was left over of like, okay, CBGB's, you know, is on its last legs and like we lost the wetlands and like all these great clubs of I'm old, so forgive me if you're listening <laughs> to this. These were places in New York. Uh, <laughs> But, like, you know, just where you followed venues and not so much bands. Yeah, for sure. And that's kind of like burlesque. Like, you know, okay, who's at, you know, Bedlam? Who's at Bazaar? Who's at, you know, whatever, Slipper or... Uh, God, we're losing venues left and right in I New know. York, so I'm trying yeah. to name them. That, that one's also a, a little uh, tough. Yeah. But, yeah, no, you're totally right. I line occasionally. <laughs> when I was growing up, like, living in Staten Island, there were one or two clubs near down to by the ferry that... 
always had great punk music and like I never knew any of the bands playing I just would go you go on on name recognition of the venue like I'm going to see something on stage right and and you're right I never thought about that with burlesque but a lot of the shows (laughs) I saw in the early days were either the Parkside Lounge the Bell House City Winery you know and now it's Bedlam and Bizarre Bushwick and there are plenty of shows I've gone to because I know the venue either because I worked there or I just went there as a fan and I'm like yeah. well I'm going to see burlesque it's going to be burlesque so either way I'm going to see boobs and butts so how and bad can it be probably going to run into some people you know in the crowd right you know which I there is that is a huge part of why I love burlesque mm-hmm. like it's cheers <laughs> yes <laughs> it's cheers across the entire city like you know you walk into a place and and, and it's norm you know like, <laughs> right I mean I've uh, you can't put a price on that and that's again going going back to using the punk simile yeah um was you know that became a huge thing again in that part of the you know late 90s early 2000s new york music scene yeah of it wasn't so much tough guy me against you at that point right like, it wasn't it, it wasn't so much gatekeeping i guess is the right term sure you know so you were just happy to see people like wait a minute you're dressed like me All yeah right, cool <laughs> yeah i recently rewatched um wayne's world for another podcast that i'm going to be on uh sometime in june and like the scene where they go to the metal club and besides the one really tall guy that pushes garth away that he then electrocutes um the whole that whole scene there is like them going to see a band hanging out with people they know in the town mm-hmm. and like i have such fond memories of those kinds of experiences because yeah. new york is the largest city on the continent well largest city in the country um <laughs> but it's very small yeah <laughs> very everybody small. knows everybody exactly if you're in certain certain areas right or running in certain circles right i mean that's my favorite thing about white elephant is that mm-hmm. whether you're in the show or you're going to the show, you will know half the room. Right. Because it's the same folks who just turn out for those shows to hang out and to chill and to support. And I and I like that. It, there's this sense of, um, you know, DIY that, you know, and there are a ton of burlesque shows that are less DIY and more polished, and that's fine too. But what I like about the more DIY shows is that, like, there's this sense of camaraderie. Like, hey, we pulled it off. We did the thing. Right. Exactly. It's, I, I guess that's a lot of people would um, extend that from Rocky Horror that has a, yes. a DIY. I'm not a Rocky Horror kid. That's but, okay. You know, but, but again, that, that's that. it's all that same community building mm-hmm. of not, I don't, community isn't the right word. Yeah, it's it's, it's more it, than that. It, it's yeah, that's an that's incongruent like <laughs> in its uh, in its application, but but it's 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 along those lines, right? Of just you know, uh, scene industry, they they all mean different things, and they're all right in a right. certain way, but none of them sure. are, are perfect. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, while now that you're you've been performing more and you've been uh, kittening more, do you have any aspirations for things you want to do that you haven't done yet, or things that you're working on that you haven't debuted yet? I have ideas for acts, but um, I don't know. I, I haven't been actively pursuing them just because it's life's crazy right now, and, sure. and burlesque is a distant, distant part of it. Like God bless the people that do this. To support themselves and pay their oh, rent. Yeah. Um, I'm not that, and I will never be that. I'm a fireman. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, and you've been a fireman for a long time. Yeah, so that's a honest. really long time. I'm getting up there. <laughs> oh, look. It doesn't matter how old you, f- yeah, yeah, yeah. you, you look, as long as you feel, right? Uh, or yeah, something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, yeah, I'm a fireman. That, that's, that's always my thing, first and foremost. And burlesque is, is a, a, 
distraction. Um, it's a fun. It's a it's a fun distraction, and and but my my burlesque work suffers because of that because it's sure. like ah, I don't have time for that right now. Well, I imagine um, as a fireman, you're working a lot of long hours and inconsistent hours too. Uh, yeah, yeah, L- long hours in, in a clip and and all over the place. Like people are like, because you don't have a set schedule. It, it, well, it, it, it changes. It's set, but it rotates. Oh, okay, so it's not like you know like doctors or whatever. Like oh well, do you work Tuesdays? It's like. All right, hold on. Let me pull out this calendar. And <laughs> yeah, I have a friend who's a police officer who I know for a while. He was a four on, four off. Yeah, was his schedule. And so, is it something like that? Uh, well, yeah, we tend to work longer hours, but okay. less less shifts. Okay, longer shifts. Got it. Um, yeah. So burlesque is is my my happy distraction, my therapy from being a fireman because I love it, but it it can you need to get away. Yeah, of course. Because <laughs> I've, I've seen the guys that, you know, like, don't get away. And it's like, that that's not healthy. <laughs> yeah. So I actually, I started, I started my, I did my first show three weeks before Donald Trump took office. Okay. Yeah. Try being a fireman and being, uh, I guess I'm a liberal. I don't know. <laughs> like, by default you You have a brain? <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly. sorry, yeah. Like, but I know that um, you, you often talk about how you post on your... Because you have a Muggle profile, uh, Facebook profile, and Rex, but you've been using Rex more and more into the Trump res- regime because you just couldn't handle I can't, I can't. interacting like with people who support him. against the wall at this point. Like, so, yeah, I mean, thank thank God for, for having burlesque of just, like, get me out of this fucking place. You know, I'm guessing that you don't see to eye, eye to eye, per, per se, with a lot of the people you work with. Firehouses, firehouses are, are miniature red states. <laughs> got it noted uh, it, it is what it is right of course like you, you know, can't and, and it's, it's it's overwhelmingly you know uh, white male age yeah 25 to 40 um, it's that demographic it's the you know got guys it. who most haven't had to struggle in their life mm-hmm. you know I mean and, and I don't know. Struggle means different things to different people. Sure, you know, that's also like, true. Like I didn't have a, an easy time, but I wouldn't say I struggled. Right. There are guys I know who have had it much better than me. Who are like, you don't know what I've been through. It's like fuck off. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, Come on, man. Did you break your toe or something? Like, 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 like boohoo. Yeah. So I just I have I had little patience, and now I have no patience. So well, it must be great though to have hobbies that you can pour yourself into. I mean, I also know that you are a pet lover and have, within the last year or so, acquired a bunny that you have an affinity for. Yeah, she, she's Freya, she's, right? Is the bunny? She, yeah, she's she's the most ridiculous animal to ever live. Like, I just look at her. I'm just like, why? Why are you? Like, how did I we mean, get here? You've gotten pretty good at playing narrator for that rabbit on your Instagram. I have to say. Yeah. Which if you're not following Rex Halligan for A, his gorgeous photos, but B, for his fucking videos of his bunny rabbit, I highly I, recommend I, it. I don't know why anyone follows me. It's the most <laughs> all over the place, like, stream of consciousness Instagram account of, like, it's like, there's so many people who follow me for, like, burlesque. And right. It's like, oh, cool. It's like, there's a half naked like, guy. Like, and, every, like every 10 photos, there's the naked guy, and then it's just bunnies and rabbits. And, uh, and firefighting and shit. And firefighting shit. And, and, yeah, I don't, I don't know why anyone follows me on the internet. No. <laughs> it, it, it's bad. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
what inspired you to get a rabbit? It was it just you wanted a pe- another? Yeah, pet? it wasn't me. Oh, really? Yeah, no, I just came home and 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 uh, there and, and there she and, was. And yeah, there was a rabbit. Uh, so you're saying someone else is to blame? Someone who yes. might be listening. Um, um, that's very funny. But it was one of those things. It's like my dog. I, I I adopted my dog the first time I held her. I was like, all right, well, you're coming home. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, that's how it goes with a good pet. I feel like if you hold them and you feel a connection, like you, that's that's it. Like, yeah, you don't need like, anything else. Um, yeah, and, and then there's my cat, and he's all right. <laughs> I mean, he's a cat. Cats are assholes. Yeah. That's just what they are. Some are less of an he's, asshole. He's gotten really fat, though. <laughs> and it's, it's, I like him so much more now. Because he's rounder? Just, yeah, he's just, come on, round animals, like. Yeah, that, they that are pretty a, great. That, round true. animals on Instagram is a, is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And now I just have that all the time around my house. It's good. <laughs> That's good. The bunny, uh, the bunny bullies everyone, which is hilarious, because she weighs 1.7 pounds. I always found that fascinating <laughs> about pets is like small animals that bully larger animals oh, yeah, is yeah. my favorite thing. She's ruthless. <laughs> She's, she seems like it. <laughs> um, uh, we were talking a little bit earlier about uh, gaming and music. Um, are you still playing a lot of video games? I know that you grew up playing games, but do you still mm. have time to play anything now? I do, but like I said, I've been pl- I, I don't I play single-player games. And right. I basically, I've been playing Civilization for the last, like, six years and not even I looking mean, at that, other things. That so. that can occupy a it's lot of time. It's, yeah, it's, it, it really is. Especially the newer civilizations where, like, there are trees and all these different things you can do, like, to build up your all of your units and your cities and the expansions. And, like, you could... I think the longest-running Civ game I ever had was, like, six hours long. Not in one sitting. Like, yeah. Over time, going back to it with friends, and it w- it just took forever to finish. Yeah, no, that, finish finger yeah, quotes. Because exactly. what does that mean with civilization? It, it, it's like uh, I never played Dungeons and Dragons, but apparently that's how things work. Where you put a lot of time into it, and then it's like, all right, let's wrap this up. Yeah, like, like it, Monopoly. Yeah, you know? pretty much. Or, or the last season of Game of Thrones, um, <laughs> as everyone said. <laughs> yeah, that one I I can't I can't comment on. I've not, oh, not seen a, it. Oh, okay. I'm not a Game of Thrones fan. I never watched. Oh, well, that's not to true. me. It's just one of those things. That like even if you hate it, I feel like you need to watch it just so you know what everyone else is talking about. I, wa- I, wa- I didn't watch Breaking Bad, and I feel like I've missed out <laughs> on so many like pop culture. That's, I didn't see Breaking Bad either. I think part of it is when it comes to te- like I'm as a hobbyist, it's like music is the priority, video games is second, and then TV and movies is third. And so like unless it's a series I'm really into, I don't stick it out. And I watched the first episode of Game of Thrones. Um, watched when a brand got pushed out the window and went, mm, I just don't care about this show yeah, or characters. No, and, and it, it's it's a, the first, it's a slow build. That's what I've heard. Yeah. I'm I mean, not going to say the payoff is worth it. Well, obviously. <laughs> if the internet has taught me anything. Yeah. Though, I don't always agree with the internet and their views on certain things. Like, there are plenty of bad movies and TV shows that I've enjoyed that the internet hates. Right, so. right. I uh, also, I mean, I also don't think that a bad ending negates a good product correct like there's tons of bad movie you know bad endings in a movie that are great movies you know there's i can't think of one now of course but right of course <laughs> but that's like i mean or like an album that's really great even if there's a the last track sucks or the couple of tracks in the middle suck like right, it doesn't right. ruin the album it just you don't listen to those songs exactly um are there, so you mentioned game of thrones are there are you watching more tv than you are playing video games these days no um 
I honestly, I, I listen to music. Um, I just watch a lot of YouTube. <laughs> Do you watch certain I, specific no, YouTubers? I, I, I basically, so I canceled cable because I'm like, I'm giving all this money to like all these, you know, Record cable, cutters Netflix, too, yeah. all that. And it's just, or even like Netflix, it's like, I'd rather watch like passion, passionate people. Like, yeah. right, just, just teach me history, teach me science or talk about, you know, like give me album reviews or something. Like what am I missing? I'd rather have that that feels real. I mean, that's you know, what so I primarily watch these days. Like, I, we have everything because my spouse is an actress, so of course we have everything. Of course, yeah. um, But, you know... I saw, I, uh, actually, one of my my favorite show, probably, that's in, in between seasons right now, but she was on. Um, uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel. How do you not love that show? That is the perfect television show. I have to admit, I haven't watched it. Oh, my God. I know. I'm okay, just so, a bad I, I think nerd. the most I've ever been in love with a fictional character is Ms. Is, is is Maisel. Like, she is literally the perfect woman. Interesting. Like, I, I mean, I've wanted to watch it. I just haven't gotten around. Like, to I mean, it. of course, it takes you know, like I don't know how many people to make that character real of like comedy writers and whatever. But right. Like that is seriously my the best show. Like awesome. check that out. Do, do yourself a favor. I'll have to do that. <laughs> I mean, I've been wanting to. It's just it's one of those things that's on my list. I just started watching um, Ash vs the Evil Dead because okay. all of it's on Netflix, and I love the Evil Dead series. So I was never a horror guy, and I understand they're not really horror. They're not, like, and like because I'm not really a yeah. horror guy either. The first one is true horror, but the second and th- the second one's schlocky, and then the third, the third one's, one's a comedy. comedy. Yeah. yeah, and so that's what I'm tuning in to the TV show for. And the TV show is mostly like gore and comedy. Like that's all it is, and yeah. like over-the-top, almost-looks-fake kind of gore. Like, yeah. someone gets cut with a chainsaw saw and gets dumped with buckets of blood. Like, yeah. not real. Which I think, I don't know, uh, that's a good rule in art, is either pick an extreme. Right. Like, like, it, like either either don't do it or just overdo it to the point of parody. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, but, uh, but I'm on... I, going back to what you said about YouTube, I'm the same way. Like, the 90% of the things I watch these days are, like, I watch The Needle Drop, which does album reviews mm-hmm. on YouTube. I watch a ton of different video game reviewers, um, although that list gets shorter every time another douchebag shows his penis to an underage girl. Again, gamer culture. What yeah. is it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's why I don't play online much anymore with strangers. I only play with my friends because I don't want some... Um, 12 year old white boy yelling the n-word at me and then telling me I'm gay exactly which I mean I'm bi so it's fine he's not wrong but I he doesn't mean it that way right he means it to be an asshole um, so no yeah I kind of I hate I have I'm so hesitant to in- idolize in nerd culture unless it's a woman specifically a, a woman who's a person of color because it feels like everybody else comes out to be a shit stain. Right. Like, I keep my fingers crossed that Keanu Reeves still continues to be the greatest human on Earth. Yeah. Because he's, yeah. like, my last No, hope. I mean, uh, the, I, I would be shocked, too. Like, I mean... Right. Like... Because uh, he's got us all convinced. He, yeah, <laughs> that is definitely true. Like, he's literally the internet's the internet and the acting world's nicest guy. It's, like, also Weird Al. Like, I like that uh, a while back when, like, tons of really shitty stories were coming out about douchebags on the internet... Uh, there was as, that hashtag yeah, like, to, to counteract it, like great stories of Weird Al. Yeah, and yeah. I love that because literally no one had a bad story to tell about Weird Al Yankovic, which made me so happy. It's it's what I aspire to be, but I'm sure, yeah, like you could call some people up right now and they're like, fuck him. Well, I but, mean, maybe, but the bar is also pretty low as, as a guy in the world at this point. Like you have to just not assault people really or be is. an asshole. Well, and, and I mean, getting back to burlesque, like... Oh, yeah. People are like, you know... Oh, 
you're so professional thank you it's like i did literally the bare minimum there. i'm literally but, neutral but, like i didn't show up drunk or on drugs i didn't bring my significant other into the back with naked people i was on time like people were like oh god you're, you're wonderful it's like how how is this the bar like i mean i'm thankful for the work i'll tell you rex here's a secret i've been djing for almost seven years literally that's how i keep the gig going is i just i do a good job not even i would say a great job others might argue i do a good job and everyone's like this is phenomenal because literally i do a little more than what's expected right and everyone's like you're amazing i'm like i'm doing what's called work ethic uh, yeah, and it's it's funny because you know we're both professionals outside of you know burlesque in, in our other careers. You know mm -hmm. where it's like nothing would fly. No, absolutely <laughs> not. So why does it fly in burlesque? I don't know. Yeah, I uh, think it's it's one of those things that the expectations are just low because there's so many shitty humans out there, and it's yeah. sad. But you know, yeah, I, I mean, I do a day job and I'm at a desk all day, and it's like I bust my ass to do the work I need to do. And it's not that I don't work hard in burlesque and that you don't either, but it's just I think the bar is so low that we can get we can get ahead because we're just being good people doing good work, which should be obvious. Yeah. And yet it's apparently a novel concept. Right. Which which is shocking to me. Well, but. I mean, I, yeah, I don't I don't even have anything to add to that. That's just <laughs> it is what it is. It's a sad <laughs> state of affairs in the world where going through the world being a good person is considered exemplary, which is right. We all need to raise the bar. Yes, like, agreed. Uh, as as a as a industry scene, whatever, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, the the terminology changes from day to day. Um, I've noticed that um, you have a really great sense of humor, even as someone who's introverted, and I recognize it because also I can go either way. I can be extremely extroverted, and then I can also be extremely introverted. Yeah, I only have one setting. Right. Yeah. Um, but that, but that said, like you, you have a pretty sharp wit and a pretty good sense of humor. Would, have you ever considered pursuing any kind of professional, um, tangent in something related to comedy or is that, no, no, no that's, that's even, even more terrifying than being naked on stage, which, wow, I'm, really? still, which I'm still trying to work through. <laughs> that's, that's fair. I actually, there is one show that I want to apply to because it's literally, uh, speaking in public and then getting naked. And I'm just like, all right, let's just go, yeah, let's do let's just go full on. Like, right. fuck it. All right? like, well, I'm if I'm going to be terrified of A, why not like do that, B? So that actually is my goal right now, is to, oh, yeah. is to, to do this. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I remember um, seeing something about that, that there's that the, there's a show that's happening that does that. Yeah. Um, that a few people have done. Um, that, it's just interesting to me because you often make me laugh online. <laughs> like, I'll still never forget... Um, Shout out to Emmy, the parody video you did when, oh, God, when Emmy yes. cut her hair. Um, well, that, that, that actually grew out of, um, she would always, our, our, our mutual friend, would post uh, like bed selfies. Right. And so I literally had a wig and I would just recreate her bed selfies. Which was the best. Like, because like, I was bored and I had nothing. And I, I, you know, like obviously I work nights or, or, you know, whatever. So I was like, well, I got nothing to do today. I can set this up and take, <laughs> take a half hour while I have coffee. And then after that, she chopped her hair like off, her considerably long hair. And so you uh, and could no longer parody her. No. So I. As I recall, um, it was a. 
Was it Boys to Men? It Boys was to Men? So Hard to Say Goodbye to Yesterday. By Boys to Men, yeah. An amazing song. It is uh, an amazing if, song. If there's one thing I love, it's 90s R&B, which is the burlesque of music. It's just, It really is. It's oversexed to the point of parody where it's not even sexual anymore and we're have all just you listened, laughing. Have you really? Because I recently listened to Montel Jordan's first two albums, which I loved growing up. And like, too young to even really understand the sexual no, side of it. No, that's the best part. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's like got their fucking eight-year-old singing this shit, and it's like then like all of a sudden like you get to the age where it's like oh my god what was I listening to? I mean it's not it's not just '90s. I mean growing up my parents played Purple Rain nonstop. Sure, and like I'm talking the movie where it's just like and like I'm just like walking around the house. Hey, what's up? You know, like Apollonia. But so, yeah, so when it came time that she cut her hair off, I was like, well, I got to throw this wig out. I was like, this isn't right. So I put myself into the video. Which was awesome and also made me realize how 90s that video is. It's amazing. Like the stark color contrast and how like some of it's black and white. I wanted to do a follow-up where I got three other guys and we just did the color matched outfits (laughs) to... Oh god! Now I'm uh, end of the end of the road. Oh nice! Yeah, I was like, we'll get underneath like the BQE and like light a trash can on fire and stand all around it singing. <laughs> like I had the whole thing plotted out because it's a what's an amazing thing. I also I originally wanted to do uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony Crossroads, <sighs> and then. Um, have the wig show up in a white socks hat halfway through as a ghost <laughs> but i was like no one's gonna get easy e references in 2000 i, I would or but I'm, I'm an audience of one i was like that is that that's a bridge too far <laughs> oh man bone thugs and harmony so that's that, a, that, that's, that's, that's that's my nerd last right there is putting myself in the 90s r&b videos see it's, but it's a niche market see but i feel like there would still be people who appreciate it first of all how there hasn't been a 90s r&b burlesque show there must have been uh, okay shout out to um um, oh my god, Femme Appeal. Yeah. Uh, has a Motown Philly act. Oh yes! Which I haven't seen, but she put a video of it and I yeah, went to, you know, like 11 year old girls screaming, like yeah. watching my phone, like, yes. She is a person who, if you can think of something really dumb, <clears throat> she's probably done it. Because she's just <laughs> so brilliant. Um, like, she has an act as the worm from Labyrinth. She has an act, an Abe Lincoln act. Where she rescues white slaves. Yeah. It's just, she is brilliant. I kittened a show that she did where she was like a Kentucky gentleman <laughs> and would not break character of course the not. entire show. Like, from the, it was amazing. It was, everyone was really uncomfortable and it was awesome. I mean, <laughs> that that's probably Femme's tagline. Yeah. Everyone's uncuff- uncomfortable and it was awesome. Um, but, uh, but that said, ha- uh, and knowing that you're a fan of 90s R&B, and hip hop. Um, are there any songs that you want to perform to that you would build an act around? Okay, there are, and I can't do them. Uh, <laughs> no, so here's, let's be honest. Like a lot of '90s R&B, yeah. you think of one name, and it's R. Kelly, and the, oh, so yeah. fuck him. Yeah, you fuck can't that do guy. that. No, so, of course like, not. I've been to the point where I've, I've put together a costume, and it was just like uh, this. No. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is before a lot of it, but still, it was like, no. I mean, it's worse now. Yeah, obviously. I mean, why? Why is it worse now? Everyone knew about this. Well, okay, it's not worse now. It's that more people know about it now. But I don't get that. I don't, I really don't. Like, why was this okay? Not okay, but why was it not? Why were you willing to forgive them? For the reason we forgive other celebrities also. Right. It's It's stupid. Yeah. Your popularity and the amount of voices Um, affect. Right. How that goes there, down. There also is the thing that, like, let's be honest, I'm a white guy 
That's and, true. And, and at what point does it become uncomfortable and appropriative? And, yeah, and I mean, I feel like if you're not lip syncing the song, if right. you're if you're performing I, to I, it, I just fine. I'd rather I have enough of my own culture that That's I can true. lampoon. That's true. And, and a big part of that is 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 coming. There are plenty of hilariously stupid white people worth laughing at. Right. So and, and so I, agree. I can stay in my lane. <laughs> That's fair. I don't think anyone's gonna anyone anyone needs my opinions or my interpretations like, i guess that's fair so that's true. so yeah i'll stay i have you know i'll make fun of guys in kilts and uh um <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah that's that's always a good thing um i'm trying to think um so well then going back to that and that side of it um you talk about your we talked about your firefighter act earlier that you said that you're reworking and tweaking do you are, do you have any other inspiration based on your day job that you want to pull into burlesque? Is there any other kinds of acts you've wanted to do? A lot of a lot of burlesque is to get away from my day job. Got um, it. I did that one as the fireman thing because I was like, okay, I'm going to make an act about my depression. Right. Um, but I'll cover it. So if you don't want to see an act about depression, I don't just bring the whole fucking thing down. And but if you, yeah, it's it's that whole thing of like, how are you trying to get people to react to this? Right. Like, are you trying to get hoots and hollers while you talk about that, or you know, and and uh, the best one I. I talked to about that as Qualms Galore because mm-hmm. she has that great act to Schism by Tool. It's one of my favorite acts. Of it ours. is, and it, it, it's you know it's a Tool song, so it's like seven minutes long. Yeah, um, and it's it's amazing, but no one knows how to react to it. Yes, correct. And, well, and it's funny and, too. And, and she as she's like, I don't know. Some people are clapping and hooting and hollering while I'm doing this, and like so. My fire act was kind of that. Gotcha. I don't like that. I don't. So I don't know. I'll. But I felt like I had to do it. It was like right. if I don't do it. I mean, because everyone be, knows you. It's gonna from, be. Well, when are you do gonna that? do this? Yeah. Like, right. Like, yeah. Here it is. Shut up. Move on. I mean, um, your earliest photos were of you wearing that outfit, essentially, and not much more. Yeah, that was. Um, because when I, when I decided, I was like, right, I'm gonna make a run at this, and our mutual friend, uh, Jason. Mm-hmm. Um. It was like, you're going to need photos, and I need to practice this, because I'm a photographer now, and he's a fucking amazing at it. Like, he is really good at it, like, yeah. like, I'm just, I'm so lucky I got in on the ground floor on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so he was like, this, this is, you know, could be mutually beneficial. So yeah, he's like, bring your fire gear. So cool, I did that. And I mean, my favorite photo, I think, that he took uh, is with you with the, in the suit with the undone bow tie, the very oh. James Bond-looking yes. photo with the gi- giant wrench. Was yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. You, which you, you see me, usually that's the end of Hellfire when I'm picking up a stage, but I'm, I, I insist on being in a tuxedo because I wear suits to shows. Right. So if it's a show that requires suits, where do I go from there? You it's have like, to wear yeah, a tuxedo. Tux. Right, exactly. So, you have to I'm, get but I'm more still, dressy. I'm still a stagehand. So <laughs> <laughs> you'll, see, you'll see me in, a, in, in the, the James Bond tux falling off me while I'm uh, you know, trying not to f- rip studs across the room. Um, moving a stage, <laughs> so yeah, that, that that that's that's the inspiration for that. That's awesome. I didn't know that that that's what inspired that. That's pretty great. I mean, I feel like yeah, if if you already dress up often, which you do, to well, to step up from again, there again, we all need to raise the bar. Right. No, you're absolutely right. Like I don't I don't have an issue with wearing t-shirts often, but I do feel like if I'm going out for a night out. That I should dress up for a night out. With me, I don't do it for other people. I right. Do it, I, and I don't do it because it's asked of me. I do. I do it for me because it's. I feel good about myself. Right. You know. And, and it's. I also. I have a job that I wear a uniform. I wear. You know. My navy. T, my navy fire department T-shirt and my BDUs and and you know. So I don't get to wear real people clothes. That's true. <laughs> Every, 
if, if I had to wear a tie to work, I probably wouldn't dress up as much as I do. That's fair. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because dressing up for you is like it's the furthest from what you have to wear every day. You just, I, to me, I, it's just I feel good about myself. Yeah. You know, it's it's certain people feel good in six inch heels, and that's awesome. Certain people like leather. I I like a good suit. <laughs> Makes sense to me. Um, before we wrap up, um, one thing I've been wanting to ask since I know that you're an introverted person who I'm so lucky to call a friend and that we get to hang out whenever we do. But for other introverts who might be interested in extroverted activities, what would be your best advice to engage or tackle those things? Like how, 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 what kind of advice can you offer to other people who might feel more on the shy or introverted side who want to do more public spectacle related um, gigs? Okay. I'm, this is, this feels like it's skipping to like step five because it's <laughs> like, but you can't do it alone. Okay. Like get with extroverts. Get look for people who aren't you, and that, I mean that's just in everything in life. Like right. I don't. The reason why I love my firehouse, mm -hmm. I love the guys. You know, there's what thirty nine of us I think there, and and they're my brothers. Right. Like, uh, but and, and you know we go out, we have a good time. I don't need to be around them all the time because I am them. Right. <laughs> right. Obviously, <laughs> it gets very boring very quickly. So look for people who aren't you. You know, and, and so I look for basically like uh, I'm straight. I look for, for queer people. Um, I'm very masculine. I look for people who aren't, you know, and I, I'm introvert. I look for extroverts. And you just be surprised how much richer your life is <laughs> at the end of the day. Um, how many more viewpoints you can get exposed to. And, and I mean, my meaning of life is to learn. Sure. Um, and, and it's not, not just book knowledge, but just I mean. A, a lot of book knowledge like I mean but um, just everything I need to experience everything from different viewpoints and everything so I look for extroverted people and those extroverted people push me into things um, burlesque is great because everyone in burlesque is an extrovert generally yeah for um, the most there part. are some huge exam uh, uh, um, counter examples of that right um, hey me <laughs> <laughs> but um, for the most part burlesque is full of extroverts for, uh, so I look for people who are going to push me um, to outside of my comfort zone. And then eventually that becomes your comfort zone. Sure. Um, because doing the crazy thing like getting naked in front of 150 people you don't know, um, you're with your friends who right. are also doing it or cheering you on from the front row. And all of a sudden that becomes normalized. Like that that's the weird thing um, about life is that everything eventually becomes normalized. Yeah, like for the, better the, or worse. The, yeah, exactly, as we're learning now in, yeah. in, in the American government system. Um, <laughs> but the new normal comes quickly, and all of a sudden, no one even remembers how it used to be. Right. And, and so if you surround yourself with extroverts, surround yourself with people different from you, um, you will be pushed outside of your comfort zone, and that's where you're, you'll get better. That's awesome. That's great <laughs> advice. I love that. Um, I don't have to tell you how to close out this show, Rex. You're a listener. You know. So can you please... Do you? You know. You're putting me on the spot. But uh, yeah, you music know. is life and life is good. That's it. All right. All right. Thank you, Rex. <laughs> Thank you. That's it for this episode of Crash Chords Autographs. Our theme music is by Michael Kill. Our logo was designed by Case Aiken and Joey Amans. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes and Facebook. You'll help us reach more listeners. Questions, comments, or guest recommendations? Email matt.storm at crashchords.com or hit us up on Twitter at Crash Chords Web. Thanks for listening.
Hi, this is Victor Devon, and I am the host of We Burlesque, the podcast. Every Monday, I talk to fabulous denizens of nightlife, including burlesque performers, both seasoned and new to the form, drag performers, performance artists, DJs, and artists who make up their respective scenes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. Please visit weburlesque.com to check out episode recaps and see all the formats available. And remember that music is life. Life is good.